Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 28, Kali. Oh God, my beautiful goddess. I oh, love it. It, this is this episode is is short, but it is fierce. Yes. And it's just it's lovely. Like my favorite Shakespeare character. I know. I quoted she it. be but little. She is fierce. I think I got you that as a magnet in high yes, school. Yes, you is that did. True? And a mug. Oh, nice. Nice. Solid. I, saw it. I think I that like, was my college going away gift that aw, you got me, which was really, really that's cute. That's probably true. Um, what are we drinking during this episode? Um, so we recorded this episode on a Sunday morning. We did. So mimosas. Mimosas. And we had a little, I think, mango juice in yeah, there? Yeah. A little yeah. Indian-inspired, like, cocktail. Exactly. Southeast Asia twist. It was dope. Um, but before we get into it, I just wanted uh, folks to thank those of you who have taken our survey, our listener survey. We got lots of responses, but we need about 100 more. So if you haven't filled it out, just go to spiritspodcast.com slash survey. It takes five minutes. You can skip the last page if you don't want to fill it out. You only have to fill out the first two pages. I know a couple of people are like, oh, this takes forever. It takes five minutes if you don't fill out everything. Yeah, yeah. Only a few things are mandatory. Uh, but, you know, if you want to go for the whole thing, we super appreciate it. Um, that'll help us hopefully find some sponsors and mm-hmm. keep the show sustainable. Maybe if we get lucky to make it weekly, if we're able to find um, the the support. Guys, we're, we're planning things. We want oh, man. to, we so want many to do things. these things. So many things. Bi-weekly, there aren't enough episodes in the year for I all know. the stuff we want. I know. We have so many guest episodes coming up and so little time. We're going to, we're going to try and figure your way around that. I know, I know. Oh, so many people. And I guess we haven't said it in a while, but if you want to tell us a myth, if you have a guest recommendation, if you have a podcast you love that you think that we should guest star on or vice versa, uh, email us, spiritspodcast at gmail. Or, you know, hit us up on Twitter. We're always, always there. on the Twitter. We're always there. Yes. Whenever we get a new tweet, Julie and I like text each other immediately. Like, oh, did you see this tweet? They're <laughs> like, yes, yes, we saw it. So we have so many new patrons to uh, thank since we saw you guys last or since you listened to us last. Either way, we just hit 50 patrons. Yay, which I'm yes, so happy good about. Job. Thank you. And we're exactly two thirds of the way to our next goal, which is upgrading our microphones. So if you want us to sound even better, we sound pretty good right now, if you I ask know, me, but I whatever. Know. We couldn't sound bad. You can check us out at patreon.com slash Spirits Podcast. And thank you to Megan N, Soha, Ryan, Mary, AR, Jeffrey, Megan P, Alex Chan, Jeff, Rita, and Kate for your support. And as always, to our supporting producer-level patrons, Leanne Davis, Shannon Alford, Phil Fresh, and Catherine Addington. We love you. We love you all, you beautiful multi-armed gods and goddesses. Ah, uh, you'll get the joke, it's Kali. Uh, and speaking of love, we also had a ton of fun on Twitter this week, sharing our favorite women-run podcasts for Galentine's oh, Day. Oh, it was so much fun, guys. Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was kind of annoying scheduling all those tweets but worth you it. You did a good job with that. Thank you Joel. Listener you can search hashtag pod galentine on twitter to see all of our recommendations or go to spiritspodcast.com slash pod galentine to see an archive of all of our picks. And Amanda pst, happy yeah. belated galentine's day. Ah thanks babe to you too and to our listeners you're all our valentines this year. So have so much fun listening guys and let us know on twitter and facebook what you think we're at spirits podcast. And without further ado enjoy spirits podcast episode 28 Kali. So I've been thinking a lot about the kind of stories I want to focus on this being our second season, second year. Hell yeah. Whatever. Year two. Yeah. Makeover. Someone's got a new haircut. I've got a new tattoo. Oh God. I'm loving it. So I kind of want to talk more about sort of deities, spirits, legends that I find inspiring. The kind of spirits that we can talk about, that we can learn something from and apply it to our own lives. I'm into it. You know I did that. Basically, this year of spirits is going to be a little bit more of boozy introspection, sort of a lens of looking at our own lives through amazing stories. A lot of what we end up cutting is me talking about death after you introduce a, a myth to us. Listeners, you may think that you hear all of it 
you don't. <laughs> well, this year, hopefully, no, I was going to say hopefully a little less death. It's not going to be a little less death. Listen, man, if we could just, I don't know, make death interesting, funny, you know, we raise a glass and talk it over. Like, I think, I think our listeners are down for that. So with that in mind, I want to talk about someone that we learned a little bit about during our time episode at the beginning of this year. Yes. In Hinduism. I hope you know where I'm going with this. <gasps> oh my um, God. There's my, the many armed mother of my heart. Yes. Kali. Indeed. In Hinduism, there is this constant war between gods and a group of demons. Okay. Basically, demons in ancient Hinduism are the half-siblings of the gods, kind of like the Titans and the gods in yeah, Greek mythology. Yeah. Cool. And, and demon, the fall of Lucifer kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. So demons are these powerful, evil beings who represent the like ignoble passions of the human mind. I love that. So keeping that in mind... Are there not both sides in us at all times? Yes, there are. In fact, indeed. So in one of these battles, it is sort of the birthplace of one of the most important goddesses in Hinduism, Kali. Kali. My girl. I love that girl. I need a Kali enamel pin. Okay. Yeah, what if we got really a Kali enamel pin holding a microphone and a pair of headphones <gasps> in her arms? I want it. I'm listeners, so into it. Listeners, get on it. Get on it. Draw it for us. We'll make it into a pin. Our artist listeners, draw it. We'll make it. Um, so basically, the story of Kali actually starts with another goddess, uh, a warrior goddess named Durga. Okay. Um, Durga is this amazing warrior in her own right. She has 10 arms. They're each carrying a weapon. She's usually depicted riding a tiger or a lion into battle against demons. Wow. How cool is that? I love that. That's such a good image and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. And like, you know, much like an action figure where you can change out the arms or something, you know, you yeah. have all you have your whole arsenal available to you at all times. I love it. So in this particular fight, Durga's up against the Mahi Shasora, which is also known as the Buffalo Demon. Cool. I don't really know too much about the Buffalo Demon. I just assume that its attributes are both humanoid and buffalo-esque. I'm super into the buffalo in uh, Native American mythologies. Mm-hmm. So any buffalo demon. Different kind of buffalo. That's like person. the bison. This is right. water buffalo. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Horns, um, etc. So during this battle, Durga becomes so enraged that the embodiment of her anger bursts forth from her forehead. And that embodiment is Kali. Yes! It's so cool. It's very also like Athena bursting out of Zeus's forehead, fully mm. clothed, fully ready for battle. Yeah, and like, I mean, you know that I love a good vengeance spirit. Yes. But like any, especially like a, a female spirit or goddess as just the instantiation, the like embodiment of a super powerful emotion that was so powerful, it burst out of a god. It's so, it's such like, a cool metaphor. Yes. It's so cool. Like coming right out the womb, like ready for, ready to fight. I you love know? it so much. I love basically every story that involves Kali in this episode. So you're going to super it. enjoy it. Yes. When Kali is born out of Durga's forehead, one of her most distinguishing features is her black skin. None of the other goddesses hmm. or gods have this like really dark black skin. It's usually shown blue in most art depictions hmm. just because you can't show facial features too well with just right. Super, straight, super dark. Yeah. yeah. Not pigmented, like super pigmented, not going to work. So she bursts forth. She's immediately full of rage, just goes wild. She slaughters the demon and his whole army. She also devours no big deal. them. No big deal. She devours them after she kills them. Uh, and strings their, not, want not, y'all. strings their head into a chain that she then strings around her neck as a necklace. Yes. Which I'm in love with. I want to rock that necklace Wearing the heads so of hard. The problem is Kali cannot come out of her rage. Oh, yeah. After all the demons are killed, Kali's rage then turns to any wrongdoers, ah. which frightens the shit out of the humans who are nearby. Yes. Because all of a sudden she's, you know, 
beating up the town drunk and the yes. dude who gambled too much and stuff like that. Nope, gotta have a little bit of mediation or forgiveness yeah. in there too. So she's frightening humans. She's also scaring the gods a bit. <laughs> she's a bit crazy and she's really scary. And everyone's like, Turka, what did you do? And, and like, goes, I don't know. As we've learned, the gods fuck up too. You yeah. Know? Like no one wants a, a like moral authority that you can't reason with. Yeah. Um, so the solution ends up being Shiva. Shiva is basically the creator and destroyer God in uh, yes. Hinduism. Uh, so he's able to stop Kali's wrath by lying down in her path. Wow. When Kali realizes who she's stepping on, she finally calms down supposedly out of embarrassment. An unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yes. And this origin story ties Kali to her worship and association with battlefields and cremation. Makes total sense. Yeah, I like it. But that's not the only birth story that has Kali in it. She's a bunch of different ones. Just variations on a theme? Just Well, it's interesting because they're variations on different aspects of her worship. Oh, for sure. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, you have a goddess who is a destroyer, but also is involved in time and has a bunch of different battlefield and human sexuality and motherhood. So we kind of go into that. Yeah. And I think about cremation, like there's, you know, there's a a kind of, I don't know, like a a peace and Mm. a quietude in there too. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the calm after the storm, which is what Kali is all about. Exactly. I I also, um, I really appreciate that she is, uh, that she's meant to have super dark skin, Mm -hmm. you know, the kind of like politics and discrimination with, you know, skin color and the caste system in India. Like there's all kinds of, you know, baggage and politics there that Mm -hmm. I'm not qualified to parse, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I dig that she is not, you know, not all evil and she's not just like, Oh, because her skin is super dark. Like she's evil. Interestingly, we'll talk about why she, has dark skin in a later story. Let's get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Another story of Kali's birth associates her with the goddess Pavardi, mm-hmm. um, who we also know as Pavardi Patil because goddamn. Hell yeah. Good, good reference in Harry Potter. Love it. Yes. Um, so Pavardi is a mother goddess who is associated with fertility, love, devotion, and divine strength and power. That's awesome. Also, I just want to note that we have just now been recording for 10 minutes. So we managed to get the Harry Potter reference in in the first 10 there minutes. There we go. Which Got is just, it. it's, it's in our rider. It's a contractual obligation. <laughs> basically a contractual <laughs> obligation at this point. So, so motherhood, goodness, love, fertility, devotion. All, all of it. Which is good because she is Shiva's consort. Makes so sense. she's the like head bitch in charge next to Shiva. Yeah. And like obviously creation, destruction. Yeah. You know. Shiva discovers a demon named Daruka who can only be killed by a woman. So he asks Pavardi because she's, you know, Yes, love. He asks hey girl, her, would you run down this road for some milk? Also, please kill this guy. Pretty much. Pavardi responds by literally jumping down Shiva's throat. Oh. Yes. Does she like take over from the inside? No, there's a reason. Shiva in an earlier story had swallowed this type of poison that had been polluting the ocean. The demons had put this in the water and oh, it was wow. going to pollute the ocean and kill all the humans. Also like way ahead of your time, y'all. Yeah. Good. Good <laughs> job. Shiva, when he swallowed that poison, the poison was lodged in his throat, but because he's god obviously he didn't die yeah so pavardi knew that there was some poison still in his throat so she goes down his throat becomes combined with the essence of the poison whoa um and her skin becomes dark and she becomes kali wow yeah 
I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. That's um, amazing. She then leaps forth in this new form and quickly kills Daruka. I love that so much. And I really want to have a like modern retelling where the god like soaks up an oil spill and then the person and then like the god Ooh, you know, like that. jumps into their throat or their body or whatever and becomes like, I don't know, like can control, you know, elementals or some mm. kind of like like concentrated carbon, like has firepower Ooh. or something good like that Damn. idea. That is You a- can have that one for free world and by right. free I mean we can discuss royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. She kills Daruka, but Shiva praises her. And when he's praising her, he calls her the dark one, which is literally what gives Kali her name. Wow. Um, Pavardi is kind of offended by this because she's been known in stories as uh, Gauri, which is the fair one. Mm. So Pavardi sheds her black skin and that black skin becomes Kali in her own right. Oh, I see. So which she's, is really cool. She's the like snake skin yeah. leaving yes. who is actually badass and, and righteous. Yes. And this also gives Kali another name, which is uh, Kaushika, or, which means the sheath. Oh. Yeah, that's cool, right? That is so cool. I like that one a lot. And it's great because it's like she isn't defined as being a vessel. Right. That's just the thing that existed that her force animated. Yes. You know, like like it's a different thing. She's not just a, like a, a receptacle or defined mm-hmm. by like someone else's leavings. That was the occasion for her to come into being. Right. And that's a very much of a Hinduism idea because with Hinduism, we have reincarnation and the spirit becomes uh, sent into different vessels as yes. your karma reflects. For so. sure. Yeah. And you kind of animate what's there. Everything is part to one big universe, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, uh, it's, it's very much about reuse. Yes. So I think that story, you, I wouldn't have put that together, but you pointed that, that out and it was really, yeah. really good. Fire good duo. <laughs> yes, it is. One final origin story for Kali. Yes. One of the most dangerous demons was named Raktabija. Raktabija. Sounds right. Yeah. I think, I actually think I pronounced that right. Michael Schubert from the Potterless podcast keeps asking Eric to put together a, um, a sizzle reel of all, a your sizzle reel of all of my mispronunciations <laughs> and I want to kill people, him. This podcast is free. We do it for fun. We, you know, we'll, we'll do the best we can. So Raktabija literally means blood seed. Okay. Um, so whenever his blood was spilt, another demon identical to him would emerge with it. Yes. Yeah, which is awesome power, but really difficult to beat in battle, especially oh, yeah. in an age where, you know. Right, because anytime you start harming him. Blood is always yes. shed. Yeah. There's a lot of like knives and scythes and shit. Hard so. to do a bloodless KO on the battlefield. Yeah, pretty much. So there was no real way of defeating him because he kept emerging. So the gods decided to work together to combine all of their divine energy and produce a super being that could kill Raktabija for good. I'm just picturing as a kid, I had a like three story high, like three, I don't know, like whatever, three foot high, mm-hmm. like transformer garage. But that garage was a transformer. <gasps> and like it, it had like in its belly, it was Whoa. like four or five different really? things you could put the thing this in. This was yeah. a thing you owned? My, Connor owned, oh, okay. my brother, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so there was like four or five different little things that you put the car version of the transformer into. And it was like those, you know, double decker car yeah. carrying trucks that you see on the highway. But then the belly opened and all of the things came out and they all transformed and it was incredible. And that was the only thing you know about Transformers. Uh, I think one of them is called, hold on, not Metatron. You're real close. Not Firebird. No, you were good on Metatron. Just no, I know, I know. Ugh, no, phone a friend. Megatron. Megatron? Megatron, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. Op- Optimus Prime, that one I think yeah. I knew. What is the Mega Man? Mega Man is different. Mega Man is different. And then the, the Pokemon that are the magnets? 
Magnetron. Magnemite and Magnetron. Magnetron. Those those all sound very similar. You you did good there. This has been Mid-90s Your Brother's Toys Corner (laughs) with Amanda. (laughs) Moving on. Okay, okay. The gods combine all their divine energy to produce a super being that will destroy the demon for good. Yes. The result of their energy combining is, of course, Oh, what if you go... Oh, what? Okay. A, great. Sorry to ruin the moment there. B, what if you um, entrapped this demon in like a bubble mm-hmm. where every, and then, and like, and like cut his throat and then quickly like put him in a bubble so that as the blood spilled out and the new things were formed, eventually he was crushed under the weight of his own mass. That's a cool idea. Kali's got a better one though. Oh, okay. Okay. So Kali, she has 10 arms. She's given all the divine weapons of the gods. She meets the demons in battle and manages to swallow them whole without spilling a single drop of blood in the process. Yes. Um, then she kills Raktabija himself by lobbing off his head and then drinking all his blood so none can fall onto the ground like straight up vampire style oh i love it it's really 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 good and especially you know when there there is so much mixed up in um in womanhood Mm -hmm. and in femininity and like myths about women about you know speaking up too much about being smaller, about mm-hmm. being neater, you know, the kind of modern age, we're all meant to be restricting our diets and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And just having a woman goddess who is like gluttonous mm-hmm. and that's part of her power. I just love that image. Yeah. So you're like, she cannot be satiated and she goes into these rages yeah. that can only be stopped by the highest God. And it's yeah. beautiful. It's such an amazing image. And like, that is her like power and her legacy. And mm-hmm. like, like that's, that's what she is here to do. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how Kali is typically worshipped. Sure. So she's usually worshipped as, there's sort of a duality to her character. She's worshipped as this fearful fighting figure, uh, portrayed with the necklace of heads. She has a skirt made out of arms. She has this lolling, mocking tongue that she uses during battle to kind of like mock her enemies and send them into a rage or into fear. Which we talked about a little bit when we were talking about Medusa. Yes. If you remember. Yes, we did. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picturing like a butterfly tongue almost, mm-hmm. like a yes. straw to drink her enemy's blood. I love which that, I think actually. Is great. I want that instead. Yes. I also want an arm skirt, not going to lie. That's really cute. It's a good look. <laughs> arm skirt, head necklace, can't lose. So she has this image of the fighting figure, but she also has this benevolent mother goddess figure, especially she's associated with motherly love. Interesting. So like the way which is also you know, insatiable yeah. and unstoppable. And yeah. like moms lifting cars off their kids. Yeah. Like, yes. Dude, I'm so into that. So she's like very protective of the people who worship her. Yeah. Um, she's also associated with sexuality. So in a lot of stories, uh, she's described as extremely beautiful and irresistible to humans and gods. Huh. I didn't to do any stories about that because I love the image of her sucking down blood of demons instead that's the image i want to focus on Um, but another kind of you know insatiable hunger type like i mean these things are mm -hmm. all kind of together so i kind of want to tell a story of the benevolent side of kali which is really interesting so there's a story about this group of thieves who want to make a human sacrifice to kali Okay. Um, it, and know, how, it how does human sacrifice go down in Hinduism? Um, I don't... This So this story is told for much earlier, on, like ancient, ancient Hinduism. Oh, gotcha. It's not a practice that's, you know, practiced now for or sure. practiced anywhere, you know. It was very, very ancient. This is like pre-Veda stuff. Yep. Which is their sacred text. It's basically like you would practice it in 
Greek mythology or in yeah. pre-Christian mythology. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, you sacrificed this person to the god. And gotcha. Pretty pretty straightforward, I imagine. It was the ancient world. It, you know, it, sacrifice we, we did things. This group of thieves chose a devout monk of a high... Uh, a higher caste than them. I think yeah. he was a Brahmin uh, as their victim. So they drag this monk to the temple and they're preparing to make the sacrifice um, in front of the statue of Kali. It makes some sense if we're going to put ourselves into the human sacrifice like mindset for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the holiest, the highest, the mm-hmm. like highest potency yeah. human sacrifice. It's like the free range and no antibiotic, non-GMO, you know, sure. chicken version. Yeah. I'm into that. The super organic farm to table chicken. Yeah. But monk. Yes. Like that Portlandia <laughs> sketch where they're like, what's the chicken's name? <laughs> what were it's like? Susan's. What was it? Who were his It really preferred corn. <laughs> <laughs> the thieves don't know this, but Kali is outraged by this. They're Ooh. choosing someone who is a higher caste than them. They're choosing someone who is one of her devout followers. Yeah. So unacceptable. No. Kali embodies the statue and the statue <gasps> comes to life. It's amazing. I love a good statue animation. I know. So she takes swift revenge on the thieves, <laughs> decapitates all of them, and then starts juggling their heads around, like plays catch with them a little oh bit. Oh my god. The amazing. monk is I'm picturing just like the neighborhood kids around the square just looking at her like, yes. The monk is, you know, of course terrified, but yeah. also extremely grateful. Yeah. And manages to escape the temple yeah. and live to tell the tale. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Also, like I'll, like now that I think about it. Kali wouldn't want one really pure chicken breast. Yeah. She would want like a 20 pack from McDonald's. Yes. Like she, she wants, wants that 20, 20 pack nugget. chicken nuggets because yeah. she's insatiable. Yes. She wants all of it. Take I love, note, y'all. Dude, I, I'm super, super into this image that you've put into my head now of uh, gluttony being a good thing. Yeah. I just, I love that so, so much. It's it's a harnessable force. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad when it takes over and it's bad when it's not, you know, channeled in the right mm-hmm. way. But yeah, I mean, especially instead of women goddesses who are pure and ethereal and like float over the ground, Mm -hmm. I'm so into the idea of a female goddess who is all about like bodily fluids, Mm -hmm. bodily needs, bodily pleasures. Mm -hmm. Like they're all, you know, wrapped up Mm -hmm. together in one. There's another story. Speaking of that a little bit, I don't have it written down, so I'm going to try and recall it from memory and I apologize in advance. Julia, I cannot fact check you. Oh God, it's okay. (laughs) But someone else is going to fact check me be like, actually, you know, this didn't happen anyway. Guys, we've had mimosas with our bagels. Like (laughs) give us a break. So in earlier versions, Kali is also a goddess a protector goddess of certain areas. Sure. So there's this forest that Kali is supposed to be protecting. Um, and she's scaring the shit out of the people who live there. It sounds um, like a theme. Because she's being a little crazy and she's being a little rage filled and all of that. Um, so Shiva again has to step in and do something. So Shiva steps in and he's like, you need to calm the fuck down Kali. <laughs> and Kali is, says basically you can't tell me what to do he's like okay here's the thing we're gonna have a dance off whoa and if i win the dance off you have to calm the fuck down if you win you can just keep doing whatever you're doing kali's like "Eh, that seems fair yeah i think we can do this there's okay fair enough there's so they spend days just dancing like match for match moves. Yeah. And people kind of gather around and watch this because one, Kali is supposed to be gorgeously beautiful. Right. And two, this like, is two gods dancing. Dance Who of the wouldn't want to see that? I love it. The match finally ends because Shiva realizes Kali can basically do everything that I do. That's a problem. 
I have to come up with something that she can't do. Yep. So basically what he ends up doing is he does this move that is so like uber masculine that it would be insulting for any woman to do it. Whoa. And Kali genuinely cannot do the move because it is too like dude bro masculine that is so great and so she ends up losing but it's one of the few instances where she is not i don't want to say she's overly feminine but where her femininity befells her is that the right word i think that sounds yeah, about right that sounds but right i i mean doesn't she win though because she doesn't stoop down to yeah. a level you yes know? it's I, like i love that that's it's uh, taking the higher road, Kali, which she is good for you. She is. And I mean, I love these like epic God uh, dance offs. You know, dance offs. <laughs> it also reminds me, what is that show on Netflix about the birth of, of rap and hip hop in the Bronx? The Get Down. The Get Down. Mm-hmm. It reminds me too of the the get down where they're having their kind of first rap battle Mm -hmm. and Jane Smith is there in the corner and the the protagonist is emceeing for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, I love that show because it really frames these characters and the origin story of this like incredible culture in epic terms, Mm -hmm. like in the, in the like dictionary definition of the word epic. Um, and I, I just love it so much. Like they really, they're framed and they're lit and they're shot with the crowd all around. Like it is as if, a divine voice, you know, is coming from within mm-hmm. these men and, uh, and really like it's the birth of a new thing. Yeah. So I kind of want to end the episode, uh, based off of how I started it, uh, coming back how, to the beginning. I see what you did there, how we can, uh, learn stuff from Kali through the lens of this story. Great. Um, and I was thinking a lot about how anger can be really, really useful as long as it's channeled at the right people. Yes. And I think that's, Definitely something that I want to focus on more in this upcoming year about sort of focusing my frustrations and my anger and making it into a useful thing and not, you know, hurting others in the process. Yes. What do you think? I think that's a, that's a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, any force is most useful when you channel it. Uh, like that's, that's true in physics where the, right. Like think about, you know, uh, let's say a, if a big bucket of water and you pour it all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it kind of just like slumps all over the floor. Right. If you pour it down a pipe, it bursts out the other end, yes. you know, like the, the more concentrated, the narrower, the smaller, the like volume of the channel that you pour a force mm-hmm. through, um, the more effective and powerful it is. Yeah, like putting your finger to a fa- faucet. Exactly. Like yeah. That. And, um, and that's, that's often how I think of kind of emotion and also like just energy and like willpower in my life. Yeah. I would like to imagine that I have unlimited energy and concentration mm-hmm. and enthusiasm and ability God, to like, just don't though. I know, but to, but, but to give a hundred percent at work and a hundred percent to spirits and a hundred percent to, you know, my social life and a hundred percent to my family and a hundred percent to health and wellness. But the fact is then all of those streams are, you know, weaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and weak for me, it's really about kind of, I think prioritization mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know, not everything has to be a hundred percent. Um, and to really focus on, you know, what, what do I want to channel my like life being into? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's often how I think of, you know, making life decisions. I like that. Any other lens that you can look at the Kali story through? Something else that I love about divine stories is that so many of the characters have a like selected antagonist Mm -hmm. and exactly as you said with Shiva and Kali, like kind of created to balance one another out and like knowing who your Shiva is Mm -hmm. in various parts of your life is really useful. Yeah. Like I have a coworker where when I get mad at stuff, 
I can talk to her and like, I just know that her perspective, um, is the opposite to mine a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that like together I can kind of volley a feeling back and forth until it's okay. Right. She's and your devil's advocate. Exactly. Yeah. And I have lots of the same, like, you know, frustrations and also joys with you where like, you know, I can share things and, yeah. and I know that we volley off or from like, Julie, tell me it's a bad idea. You're like, it's a bad idea, but I feel you, you know, like that happens <laughs> yeah. all the time or my siblings, you know, or in various ways and just, just having a kind of, um, just kind of recognizing where those relationships exist in your life, being thankful for them. Mm-hmm. And also knowing like those are productive ways where you can honor your feeling and you can be like, you know, you don't have to just quash it down. I can be like, Julie, I'm so mad at this <laughs> like insignificant thing that happened today. Yeah. And I'll be like, I feel you don't also you know don't go call that person's boss and I'm yeah. like I know thank you you know <laughs> like I'm honoring the feeling I'm allowing it to exist for a minute mm-hmm. and then you know I have a mechanism where I can get it down to an acceptable level and channel it in the appropriate way yeah um where again like neither of us is less for having this feeling and for mm-hmm. being specialized in the way that we're specialized but you know none of us exists in a vacuum yes and and so kind of and being able to recognize like what your ecosystem is, where your Shivas are, <laughs> where you're the Shiva to somebody else, yeah. you know, where you're a Kali, where you're a Shiva. I don't know. It's just like, it's a, it, I always have a hard time kind of like diagnosing my like internal universe mm-hmm. and having all these like metaphors and stories to help me do it, um, is how, is how I operate. I like that. I like that. And I think we can use Shiva's story to kind of channel our energy a little bit better this upcoming year. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I totally agree. Also like, Women, you know, you don't have to take up less space. Take up more space. No, take up all the space you need. You're allowed. Your feelings, your desires, and your wants are divine. Yeah, I love it. Stay creepy, y'all. Stay cool. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.